Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. Everybody, uh, good evening. That was weird. I blended two intros together. <laughs> uh, let's, let's just go back to the to standard. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Off the Cut, episode 38. We're up in Canada. Today is known as Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. But here in Ohio, today was respectfully dedicated to the food of the day. I have no idea what this is. Here comes my favorite part. <laughs> Harvey Wallbanger. Oh. That sounds like a porn star. Is that, yeah, and I, yeah, a wall banger. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, is that a thing? Is that a drink? Or I have no clue. I thought I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought that was a band. It's a, it's a cocktail. I should have known. Okay, what kind of cocktail? It's a mixed drink with vodka, Galliano, and orange juice. So it's like a fancy screwdriver, is what you're telling me. Yeah, it's like a it's a screwdriver with more steps. Okay, what's Galliano? Do you know? I'm assuming it's like a Italian liqueur or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here's a picture of one. Hmm. Oh, it's actually yeah, it's forty two percent according to this little photo I just found. Interesting. Well, my review on this drink is I drink it. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Looks tropical for uh, for those of you at home. Yeah, uh, speaking of tropical, nice. just gonna. Oh, little, little pineapple bubbly. What do you oh. got? Oh, blackberry. Nice. Uh, it's if you hold your can still for a second, it disappears into your little background thing. Oh, I I don't know how the algorithm works. Yeah, I don't know the edge detection algorithm. Well, let's see. First, we've we've you know we've had guests the past two episodes, mm-hmm. so we got a lot of things we got to get to. But we the sure first do. thing I want to get to is. This isn't just any old bubbly, Zach. Okay. Uh, okay. I see it some. Looks, fine... It looks the same. Yeah, I see. Is it a matte can? No. Oh, okay. It's not. Okay. The looks the looks aren't what it is. So in my apartment, we have like the uh I don't know, like the leasing center, the clubhouse or whatever sure. you want to sure. call it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have like a coffee bar and they always have soda, but the they've also had beer, but the beer thing has been mysteriously broken for like eight months, uh-huh, and they say that they're uh-huh. fixing it. Um, okay. Well, Miranda, we were we were over there the other night, and Miranda was digging it around in there, and she goes, "They have bubblies now." Whoa! So I haven't bought bubblies in two weeks. <laughs> do you just, I just go, go in there and, and get like, like six? You do that thing where you're a kid and you make like a little basket out of the front oh, of your shirt and then just fill it up with bubblies. You better believe it. <laughs> I haven't pulled that move in a long time. I used to yeah. do that a lot as a kid, but it, strangely, it hasn't played a big role in my adult life. So I'm drinking a free bubbly. Tonight. Oh, that is the best type of bubbly. It's almost as good as a free beer. Yes, yes, almost. Like you ever you ever go to a brewery and you order a beer and they're like, ah, we just blew the keg and it's like two thirds of a beer. And they're like, well, since it's not a full one, yeah, we're yeah, just going to yeah, yeah. give it to you. You're yeah. like. That's what I'm talking about. My uh, my friend used to work at one of these tech companies. Uh, what was it? It was Slack. You know Slack, the messaging 
I've never used it, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, so he worked at the Toronto office for Slack, and they just had beer on tap at all times. And a couple of times he like he brought me in at like, you know, they had like 6 p.m. mixer or whatever on a Friday, and he'd just bring yeah. me in and we just, you know, drink free beer all night. It was great. But it made me really envious of those people who work for these companies that just have free beer, free snacks available at all times. So here's my thing about that. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. Yeah. However, knowing me, I'd be like, eh, I'm going to have a beer here, a beer there. And then by <laughs> like the end of the month, you're like, man, that was a lot of calories from beer that I didn't typically drink. A hundred percent. I put on some weight. A hundred percent. The thing yeah. that constrains my beer drinking is the fact that it costs money. But if it was just available, I would be so fat just off. The oh, end. yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. have like this big beer belly and like walking around, knocking stuff over with it'd be horrible. I mean, a lot of people know me that with discretionary spending, I'm pretty frugal. So like if I'm at a bar and it's like or if I go to a brewery and it's like happy hour ends at six if I get there at 5.30 and I'm not quite done with my beer, you better believe I'm ordering another one so oh, I can yeah. get that happy hour Oh, price. of course, of course, of course. The uh, Do you also do this move? So if I'm at a restaurant with Sophie and, you know, we finish our meal, she'll often leave like a quarter of a beer un- undrank. <sighs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> so my move is I always grab her drink and pound it just as we're on our way out the door because I cannot tolerate that kind of waste in my life why would you not do that uh, exactly it's, i could just be like just a little bit more buzzed <laughs> my biggest grievance is when you go to restaurants mm-hmm. and you look around at people's table and like they they both leave and they'll be like both of them will have like half a glass of wine that they leave on the table i'm like yeah who are you paying for that what are you doing i know and it's like you're at a restaurant that's probably like a 12 dollar glass of wine or whatever it's like right yeah it's crazy. I, same thing with food on the plate, too. Like, at least get a doggy bag and take it home with you. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's just because, you know, like, we, we talked about this, you know, in the past. Like, you know, we weren't rich when we grew up. So, like, you kind of. Quite the opposite you know, of my case. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was a rarity for us to go out to dinner. So, it's just yeah. like, oh, man, if I'm paying for this, I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah. And it's not even like my parents were particularly frugal, but I think they just instilled in me that like going out to a restaurant or whatever is a special, a special yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They were never like the people like, oh, you got to finish everything on your plate. And actually, to their credit, you know how a lot of parents are like, you have to eat everything on your plate. Uh-huh. I think that's a bad policy and I would not do that with my own Ooh, children. Okay. But, okay. But, because like, when you're not hungry anymore, you should stop eating. Like, you should, if you're mm. full, you shouldn't keep eating. Like, that's a bad habit to train your kids into, right? That's how you, that's how you get fat kids. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you 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 make a very valid point. You should listen I, to your body, everybody. When you're when you're full, stop eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I think the where that comes from is like, oh, if you put like some chicken nuggets and some broccoli on your plate, like you gotta. You yeah, gotta yeah, eat yeah. both or whatever. Yeah, you gotta balance it out a little bit. Yeah. And I don't, it, I I don't want to start that that argument. <laughs> what? Trying how how would you make raise your kids and make them eat? Oh dear God. Oh not oh, old yeah. enough for that discussion yet. <laughs> <laughs> not mature yeah. enough for that discussion. Yeah. 
Well, you know so what? True. We do have some. I know some other people that always finish everything on their plate. Yeah, our our new patrons. Is that our who new you're referring patrons. To? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's so do this. let's get this out of the way first. When we have guests on, yeah, it's not that we don't think about patrons. It's just that usually we're you know two knuckles deep into a conversation, and we're like, you know, these people don't know who the hell our patrons are. Why are we going to dismantle the conversation? Yeah, it's kind of like most of our guests, I assume so far, although I think Christy maybe listened to our show before, but most of our guests aren't listeners of the show, so they don't know what the format is. So yeah. it's a little hard to like, you know, you're having a good conversation, you're going back and forth. They're like, uh, 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 let's just take a quick break here because this is normally where we talk about like our new patrons. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's we awkward. apologize, guys. So I know our first one, Josh at Freedom Workshop, he signed up like I think the night that we had Christy on or something okay. like that. Or, so it's or been a before. while. So deepest apologies, Josh. We and appreciate Josh, your patience. Yeah, absolutely. Josh wrote us a little note. Oh, I he saw said, that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, He said, I just wanted to say hi to both of you as a new patron. I never saw or heard of either of your channels until Eric's I lost more than half my business video. Uh-huh. I'm not sure why that was the first one to show up since I follow several other woodworkers such as John at Lincoln Street and Cam at Blacktail. Anyway, since then I dove into the rabbit hole of both of your channels and I've been enjoying what you guys put out. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Off the Cut is the first Patreon I've ever paid for. Ooh. Yeah. Dude, I feel special. Yeah, me too. I told myself I would never do such a thing, but I had to hear what was talked about on the after show. Mm. You see, people? Mm -hmm. This is what we're talking about. uh, Josh, could you send us a follow-up message and let us know if it was worth it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Please do. That'll be a good teaser. And then if you say it's not worth it, then we just won't read it. It'll be great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) We have the ultimate control. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, he goes on to say, I have yet to be disappointed. So maybe that's his review. Oh, okay. It sounds promising. He goes, I really enjoy the talks you do about the business side. And I finally got to hear the goods on the Odie's oil stuff. Mm, Yeah. Mm. Says, keep up what you're doing, Josh at Freedom Workshop. And this is a little joke that he was razzing me in the comments about on a uh, Instagram thing. He goes, P.S. Red Oak is the new walnut. Oh, I I must say I agree with him. That's that's <laughs> aggressive. You used Red Oak on. Uh, I did. I, on, my, on my made, QR code table. Well, I want to talk to you about that because, oh boy, did I kick a hornet's nest with that video. But oh, um, I'm, I'm excited I, to hear it. I did because uh, I was looking at the white oak. I was looking at the red oak and I was like. I and then I pulled up the Jenka hardness scale and I talked about that in the video a little bit. Yeah. Walnut and red oak were the closest in terms of density. Okay. With well having the most contrast between the color of wood. If sure. you follow what I'm saying. So that's the that's the reason. I, I knew the whole time I was making the table, I was like, oh, you're just gonna be pissed. He's been talking nonstop about how much he hates red oak. No, I saw that and I was like yeah, I was like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, not that my first sense. choice, but it, it, I think it looked pretty good in the end. It, it yeah. didn't have a it. It the the walnut helped to break it up a little bit. Yeah, no, dude, I think it looked cool. Uh, I liked the video. It was fun. I actually I watched it not too long ago. Yeah, it's yeah, I video. saw your comment. Thank you, thank you. Uh, did I say something? I don't know. Did I say something stupid. 
Uh, yeah, you said something. I can't remember what it was, though. You, you did say it gave me a little chuckle. I liked it. Yeah. I think I've gotten people that have actually like taken screenshots of comments that you've left on like some of my Instagram posts. And they're like, do you know this guy? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like we're just razzing each other. <laughs> we'll go back and forth. I'll be like, man, you should have really taken your shirt off on this one or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know who else wants to see you with your shirt off? We have a new cocker. Oh, well, yeah. uh, sorry. Uh, can we just go back for one quick second? What tier was Josh? Was he an Odie's oil oh, fan? Oh, oh, I should have said that. He was a an apprentice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he probably yeah. saw the Odie's oil was the lowest tr- tier and he was like, nah, not, not for me. No, thank you. See, I honestly think that that was a pretty bold or pretty genius move on my end. That is very clever marketing. People are like, okay, you know, I want to join the after show, but yeah. I don't want I'm not that giving Odie's. any credit to Odie's e- Exactly. I don't want to be tied to that stink. <laughs> Nor do I want to be tied to Rigid. No. Oh, yeah. We should just make all of the all of the tiers, except for the highest one, like something horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we got a new cocker, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. Derek Jennings. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Derek a strong Jennings. Strong name. That is, it says that's again, uh, it's it's a good baseball player name. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And, uh, we get returning cockers. So Derek is going to be, get his name plastered on that list that gets read every episode. Every up, every up. And so, uh, our other cockers are Corey Duvall Mm -hmm. and Scott Eastman at Eastie's Woodshop, Mm -hmm. as well as our power cocker, Wessie Willard. Wes Willard, which we need to message him. Um, I need our, to write it down. Schedule our date, our one-on-one yeah, date. Yeah, yeah, right? So, uh, Wes Willard, as a power cocker, gets one-on-one access to oh. chat with us. Oh, sorry, Eric. I screwed up, and your audio is not going through to the live stream. Oh, my God. Classic. I thought it was going to be worse than that. No, no. It's okay. That. <laughs> uh, okay. You, sorry. You keep talking, and I will try to fix this behind the scenes oh. here. Okay, okay. So, yeah, we need to schedule Wes Willard's one-on-one call with us. So, if you want to become a patron, get access to the after show, get merch, Mm -hmm. uh, chat with us, all kinds of cool stuff like that, get your name read on the show, let's go to patreon.com slash offthecutpodcast. It's down below. And in the after show, Zach, I got to tell you something. I got to get it off my chest. Okay. I made... I need to retract a very heavy, bold statement that I had made not too long ago. And I definitely put my foot in my mouth. And Ooh. I will say, I was wrong. Well, I, I, don't, I can't go into too much detail. Okay. We'll okay. talk about it on the after show. You okay. know what you need to say? You, you need to preface statements like that by saying, it takes a very big man to admit that he was wrong. A very, yeah. very big man. And I am that Huge. <laughs> very, very muscular. Very handsome. Exactly. Yeah. Very sophisticated. Yeah. I don't know anyone like that, but I've heard. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we got, we'll talk about the after show. Uh, let's see. What do you, uh, we've, got a, we've got a bunch of housekeeping. Were there, was there anything that you had wanted to chat about that we haven't gotten the chance to talk about in the last couple of weeks? Uh, let's, let's do a couple of housekeeping things. What else what mm-hmm. else we got to talk about on the housekeeping front? Uh, I think your audio is fixed now, by the way, on the live stream. Fingers crossed. Okay, that's good. Uh, well, one of them was the Instagram conundrum oh, that yeah. I messaged you about 
on Halloween. Yes. Yeah. So okay. tell me about that, because as far as I know, my account was unaffected. Uh, so so for anyone who doesn't know about this, it was in summary on the Monday before Halloween or Monday after Halloween or something like that. I don't know when it was. Mm-hmm. Um there was some huge Instagram outage that people were seeing massive swings in their following. Like I had right. some people were sending me screenshots of like, I lost 75,000 followers. Oh, today. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, a lot of people were getting the same exact message that I got when my account was deleted. Right. To like, hey, you violated Instagram's guidelines. You're deleted. Mm-hmm. Um. Apparently, it was so big that, like, it was even on, like, big news sites and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, as soon as I found out about that, I had messaged you, and I was like, hey, if you see something, like, just relax. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I did appreciate that. That was a nice heads up, because I would have freaked out a little bit. I like, had oh. so many people message me freaking out. Um, but the problem was I wasn't affected with any numbers or anything like that. I couldn't open the app for more than about three seconds before it would just crash. Oh, interesting. I'm pretty, I, I would say 50% of the time when I open the Instagram app, something isn't working right with it. I can't refresh my feed of like, you know, new notifications. I can't see <laughs> all my DMs. There's always something that's not quite working right. So, it, <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always something wrong, so it never really surprises me when I open the app and it just crashes right away. But uh, yeah, I didn't get any notifications. I, I didn't seem to have anything. So maybe it was like localized to certain areas. Like maybe they have a different server for Canada yeah. versus the US. I don't know. I don't know, but it was definitely scary. I think yeah, a I lot of people got that like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, is this gone? Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, well, I guess everybody got a little taste of what you dealt with for a few months there. Yeah, and people were losing their mind for, like, a couple hours. It's like, yeah, I had that for months. F off. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me about your trauma. I know trauma. You know nothing about this. (laughs) But if it wouldn't have been for that, we wouldn't have gotten... uh, True. Josh Josh. at Freedom Workshop. Yeah. As, as a new patron yeah. from that yeah. video. And it was actually Josh that let me know that your audio wasn't working. So thank you. Oh, again, he's Josh. on the live stream? He's on the live stream. He's on the live stream. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for being on there, Josh. Mm. You know, so this is, I guess I wanted to, to briefly bring this up. This isn't meant to be a a brag. You'll get what, I, what I'm going at with, okay. with this. So we always talk about the huge ups and downs when it goes to content creation, right? Yes. Dude, I have been absolutely smoking youtube recently i know i saw i saw your the the one the this is how you ruin your furniture uh or the, your latest video with the clamp on the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the cull it's killing it i so yeah it's basically like i'm clamping the end of a board and the title is i don't understand why people still do this oh really i thought i saw it with a different title oh i did the ab testing yes yeah yeah, yeah. In eight days, I'm at 124,000 views, Ooh. which is bananas. Last time me. I saw it, I think it had like 65,000. Yeah, so it's dude. doubled since then. And it is, it's not stopping. Like, it's moving. Nice. 
This is this is what I'm talking about, though. Like you go months putting out video, video, mm-hmm. video, mm-hmm. nothing happens, and then for whatever reason, this one is huge now. It's a good title. It's a really good title and thumbnail. Peaks curiosity. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's primo clickbait. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's making me. It's definitely like giving me that man. This is nice, but I also know. It's not going to last forever. Eh. Well, I mean, I don't know. I th- you're probably right. It's probably not going to last forever. But you've learned a valuable piece of information that I think you will be able to use to your advantage for future videos, right? Yes. That like posting a thumbnail of your finished coffee table with a DIY coffee table is a horrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. But see... I would never click on that video, but everyone else does. I know, I know. That's yeah. You kind of got to put yourself in the mind of like the audience as opposed to yourself, which is is a tricky thing to do, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, with this obviously comes now. I'm getting blasted with with legitimate brands wanting to oh. do ads, which oh, that's is good. nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So on every video that I have coming up, I I guess. At least November and December, I'm double dipping. I'm doing Craig and an ad read. Nice, nice. And Craig's um, cool with that. They don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so one of them is is for is for uh, some identity theft thing, and I sent you the clip yes, of it. Yes, that was and very funny. I, I'll only let uh, podcast listeners know about this. So. Because it's going to absolutely make people change their drawers when they see it. <laughs> and I got the idea from John at Lincoln Street. Uh, but I messaged him. I was like, hey, I got this idea. Can I can I borrow that? And he was like, yeah, dude, go for it. <laughs> and so I'm just going to be like in the middle of working something. And all of a sudden, this like, you know, scary ghost that runs up to the screen and goes, ah, <laughs> like jumps up. And I go, that's how fast identity theft can happen. <laughs> I think you're really underselling how fast and how loud the scream is, though. Oh, it gets you. It's one of it those like ya. full screen, like jump scare moments. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I cannot I wait. A lot of it. <laughs> I cannot wait. And then I got this other one uh, for some like home health test thing. Home health test. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's for like male hormones where I, I got oh. this like mini skit where like I I I pop out of the out of a room and have my pants all hiked up with my shirt tucked in and yeah. I'm like, damn kids always leaving the door open. And then I start the ad read with like, Are you like your father? <laughs> 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 I think it'd be pretty good. The ad yeah. agencies, they loved it. They thought they were hilarious. Okay. All right. I like it, man. I'm I'm looking forward. I wanna see I wanna see the the old man Eric. <laughs> yeah. It, it's you know, it's not great, but it was like I'm going to film this in about five minutes yeah, and then send it off. And uh, I think dicking around with ad reads is going to be uh, my thing going forward. I mean, I think if you're having fun with it, then the audience will have fun with it and it'll perform mm-hmm. better. Right. Like, I think right. I think people kind of get it like, oh, you're having like a little bit of like, I don't know. And when they're silly, it's it's better. I, I enjoy other people's ad reads when they're silly more right. than anything. So, yeah. And both of the ad agencies were like, we love it. Really? Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Because yeah. sometimes the so. ad agencies are so stingy and like super strict and I don't know. They're yeah. uh, conservative maybe is a better word. They're like, oh, don't want to do anything. They'll rock the boat. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah, no, th- I'm, 
I'm happy, feel good, things are going well. It's a nice turnaround from the, you know, over the summer where things were just horrible, right? So yeah, yeah. That's the life of a content creator. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, oh, so how true. are things going with you, Zach? What are you up to? Oh, buddy, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm busy. I've been working a lot on this house I'm trying to build for clients, so I haven't had a lot of time to work on, like, content stuff luckily i have like five videos banked up that i'm just kind yeah. of slowly working at so i have that that tool dying video i'm hopefully get that out this weekend um, oh yeah i'm excited to see that yeah 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 that one that was fun and i got a couple other fun ones and uh, i don't know if you saw yesterday i posted my first uh instagram video from the infinity uh partnership that i did yeah, I noticed you're using a hand plane. I'm like, who the hell is this? Yeah, guy? no, it's totally just faked it for the camera. <laughs> I was like, I need some one? like good woodworking looking shots, classic woodworking shots. Yeah. But um, so I have that record player that I made for that. I filmed a whole YouTube video constructing the record player. Uh, okay. So I and I filmed it like back in July or something like that. So yeah, I've been sitting on that one for a while. So I got to get that all finished up. Dude, I, I can beat you with that one. Yeah. I've got a video coming out in January. It's finally my pricing guide. Oh, it's yeah. It's finally time to re- release that video. Do you know when? So like in Final Cut, uh, the my video editing software, like when it organizes your clips, it shows the date. Yeah. September of 2021. Oh, wow. What? So I feel is, like you talked about wanting to do that on the podcast, didn't you? Or maybe you said you already had it. I think I said I already had it. Okay, okay. I thought I, for some reason <laughs> Over I had it in my a year. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Like I don't even have the paneling up in my shop. Like half of the tools are different. Like, yeah, yeah. It'll be a little bit of a continuity thing, but like you always say, nobody's nobody cares. No one actually cares, and the people yeah. who leave the comment, they're just helping out. Exactly. Exactly. Let me ask you Bye. this though, genuine question. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to release the pricing guide with it. Yes. It's an automated spreadsheet. It looks really nice. It has examples, walks you through the whole thing. What do you think a realistic price for that is? For the tool? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. I have it at 26. And I'm like, is that a little high? Or is that like if you're willing to invest in something like this? Yeah. I'd rather do that than like 12 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't. That's I. Any person who's serious about this, I mean, the, the value is there, right? Like, consider right. an hour of your time. Like, yeah. Is that worth 26 bucks? Like, it's definitely, the tool is definitely going to save you many hours of work. So, right. and it does all the math for you. You don't think that you're calculating something incorrectly. Yeah, I, I don't, like, I, I don't think, think I'm going to stay there because it'll, it'll, it'll keep out just like the annoying people that are going to complain about oh what about this like, yeah 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 i think that's a good price point did you build it in excel mm-hmm. okay so if somebody buys it they get the excel sheet and they can just kind of mess around with it yeah nice nice yeah 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 i think that i mean so it's like a reasonable price you think it's one of those things it's like i don't know if i'm if you would ask me like three years ago if that was a reasonable price i'm like nah it's too expensive but now like we always say, like, you know, if you're running a business, like 26 bucks is nothing, right? Like I. Right. If that, if it would save me even 15 minutes of time on a monthly basis, I would 100 percent do that. So I, I don't know. I really think if somebody's serious, if they're running a business, 
I think that's a completely fine price point. And then what my thought is, perhaps at the end of the video, I might do something like you know, the last 30 seconds, like, oh, and if you made it to the end, here's 10% off. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good move. I Maybe think. something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, here's the try 26 bucks. And if you're not seeing much success with it, you know, throw, put on a sale, you know? Yeah. You can or be one of these people who has. busters, raise it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Inflation, okay. baby. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think 26 bucks is fair. I mean, it's one of those things that's going to save you time and time is the most valuable thing you have. So. Yeah, and it's. It, I'm just trying to think of more and more digital items that yeah. I can make. Yeah, it be. I so. mean, it's kind of awesome if you could have like kind of like a line of like digital tools that people can use for their woodworking business. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting idea. We've and we've both had the idea of like creating like a course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I still stew around with that, but I'm just, I just don't know what I want to pull the trigger on. I know the course will be fun, but it's like, where do you start? <laughs> like, do you want to make it for like John Everyman or do you want to make it like, here's my intro course to cabinet making or like, you know what I mean? See, my idea is if I would make a course is basically here's how you become a woodworking content creator. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. I've thought about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, de I've definitely thought about that, too. Know. Like, I I've thought about even doing, like, a videography or photography for woodworkers or something like that. Okay. Like, okay. kind of, like, you know, more geared to people in our niche. Like, hey, here's how you can make wood look nice with some lights or, you, you know, all these little things that oh, nobody really teaches you. So. Well, that's a really interesting idea. Huh. I like that. Yeah. Have you ever thought of, like, putting that course on like one of those like Skillshare or like 100%. master class. hundred percent. Skillshare is actually supposed to be pretty good in terms of like the revenue split. I yeah. think it, it blows like the CPM for YouTube out of the water. Okay. So, so it's, it's, I've, I've heard good things about, uh, about Skillshare and how they split, but I don't know. I'd almost want to do, I might just do like a private one. I feel like yeah. if you can get a hundred percent of the revenue, it's you're laughing, right? You just make a downloadable file, like, you know, an hour long, two hour long video or whatever, and charge 10 bucks for it. Oh, dude, more than that. Yeah. You Most so? people that are doing these courses are multiple hundreds of dollars. Really? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. I need to do like take a couple of these courses and see what type of stuff people put in them. So I've taken a couple um, they're more woodworking based, and I, I, I don't. I think naming the names is not beneficial to this conversation. But okay. I've taken many courses from people that I know that you and all of our listeners have heard of. Not disparaging the the people or groups of people who are making these videos, but they're very well done. But I'm like. I could very, very easily have made this. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of hubris that goes into making your own course that I feel like I don't have. You know what I mean? Yeah, valid. I, I feel like, well, what am I contributing to the conversation that hasn't already been said by somebody else? And that's the exact wrong uh, approach to take. You just have to say, like, yeah. can I fill out two hours with uh, talking about woodworking and have it be useful information for somebody? 
So I mean, hell, if you're if if you're doing a straight like woodworking video, mm-hmm. you could pull so many clips from old videos of yours and like yeah. I mean, sure, it'd take time to compile all that, but yeah, it'd probably be more work to just like write the script than it would be to actually do the filming for it. And then also keep in mind that if you're doing a course, you don't need to be changing your camera angle every two to three seconds like you do on YouTube to keep people's attention because people are coming here to invest their time. And like, if you literally have a 45 second clip where the the camera doesn't do anything, but that's okay in a course. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's a it's a different different format almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a thought quite a lot about doing the the photography videography course. I think I might do that at some point. I mean, hell, I'm I would be very interested because so many so much time like you watch these other videography things and they're like, oh, do this in your studio. It's like I'm not in an effing studio. I'm in a garage like Mm -hmm. hit me with some practical advice. And I know that for them, you know, in a studio, most photographers are in a studio yeah exactly so it's very practical for their audience but yes. we're uh, outside case yes exactly there's a lot that goes into shooting a youtube video that you would do differently as a woodworker than you would as you know somebody who's doing portraiture or something like that it's for just sure. a completely different setup oh, dude speaking of like just different things and formats mm-hmm. you know how i told you that dining video that i'm doing it's like 45 minutes long yeah so I just I know I <laughs> just waiting for somebody to pay me to put it out. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I have my nightstand video that's okay. coming out in De- in December. Edited that. I'm still negotiating with the sponsor. I'm doing bespoke posts for oh, that yeah. one more uh, than likely. Uh, who's your point? Of, is that through Outbound or something like that? Yeah, it was like a group of a couple people. And here, hold on, let me yeah, see. Yeah, I got when I was working with them, I got Phil and Elena. Yes. OK, those are exactly who I dealt with. OK. Yeah. yeah. Were they pretty easy? They're pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. OK. The thing that sucked about Bespoke Post, and I mean, I guess I'm saying this in the main in the <laughs> in the uh, in yeah, the, they're not listening in the main show, but not in the after show. But uh, the thing that kind of sucked about it was that they have they're like, hey, can we get like a 60 to 90 second ad read? And you're like, sure. And then they're like, here's all the things we want you to cover in that yeah. 60, 90 seconds. You're like, there's no way to do all of these things in that amount of time. Yeah. So yeah. it ended up being a little bit long, but they were, I also didn't, I didn't hit every bullet point on their list and they didn't really care. So, but also this nightstand is going to be, it's like 42 minutes before I even have the ad read in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, I, this is going to be my first one that I test out. That's going to be like a 45 minute long video. I think that I don't know. I think it'll I think it'll do well. I, I think the I think the long format stuff, as long as you're you keep it moving and you're not like it is moving. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're not dragging it out for the sake of having a long video, I think it'll do well. <sighs> I mean the the what the wine rack that I put out that's going bananas right now. I mean that's like a half hour or something yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, something so, to it. Something to it. I think there's something to the longer videos, man. Yeah. It's it's tough. You you uh your one of your last ones was pretty long, wasn't it? You were up, up in the mid twenties. Mid twenties, yeah, yeah. 
the uh well the nft table that one was for all my videos lately have been creeping you know 23 24 minutes it's really hard to, <laughs> to really get a whole project in anything less than that i find Oh, dude, I agree. And I, I enjoyed the NFT table because the whole time when you're like trying to scan it, like throughout, I was like, it's going to work. It's going to work. And I'm like, oh, damn it. Doesn't the work. funniest thing about it, too, was that I did scan it once when the camera wasn't rolling and it worked. And then I started trying to scan it when the camera was rolling. I was like, oh, fuck, it's not working. It's not working. Oh, there's the explicit, by the way. Uh -oh. Sorry. Um, we got half hour in. <laughs> So yeah, I like I wetted it down with some water and it scanned. I was like, okay, sweet. When I put the finish on it, then I'll probably scan then. And then I put the finish on it, tried to scan it, could not get it to work for the life of me. I was like, oh damn. So did you do some research and try to figure out like what the problem was? I know you you end up putting that like frame like that what they call it, like the bounding box. Around yeah, it. the uh, safety margin they call it. Safety margin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it was honestly just the contrast, like some of the, the quote unquote pixels weren't contrasty enough. And that's why going in with a little bit of stain at the end, it was Definitely some of the, the the walnut that I used had some sapwood in it and like yeah. the lighter part of the walnut. And it just wasn't different enough from the uh, from the red oak. But the nice thing about the sapwood is that it stains really easily. It accepts the stain, whereas yeah. like the core part of the walnut doesn't really. Uh, so it was pretty easy to get it to selectively stain just that one little bit. So if if I come over to to your apartment mm -hmm. and I scan the table, what is my success ratio? Would you say of scanning it? Uh, I would say a hundred percent if you're willing to like sit there and like fiddle around. Do I have with to like stand on like your kitchen island? Probably, probably. Okay. You need to get distance from it. If I just held the table up and you took like 10 steps back it would i think it would scan a lot of people told me that they scanned it through the video so oh, they I didn't even try that yeah they like put their phone up to the screen and it scanned through that so it's one of those things where the further you can get away from it the less detail there is in the photo and that actually kind of helps uh, okay. yeah it helps so let me ask you this. Has anyone purchased the NFT? No, nobody's purchased it yet. The video isn't doing that well. So the, I, I said earlier, I kind of stepped in a little bit of a hornet's nest on this one because initially it was my most disliked video ever. You know, I, I don't know what your like ratio is, but I'm assuming it's pretty, pretty great. Like, I think I don't I think all my like, videos have like, like high 90s. Or something. Exactly. Like 95. Like, I think the lowest one before this was like 95% likes. Sure. This sure. one was like 80% likes off the bat. I was like, oh, this is weird. And there were a lot of people who were just like ideologically opposed to cryptos and NFTs. And oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah. So you maybe did you hit like the, the tech finance? Like, I don't like niche maybe yeah like i'm i'm not sure but there was just a lot of like people were saying that there was one guy who's like i love your videos I, I they bring me so much joy but i just have to unsubscribe because you've touched the crypto space i was like oh okay, okay. dude <laughs> okay yeah um it was just it was really weird i didn't know that there were so many people out there who were so fired up about not liking crypto Here's the thing, though. In that video, you made no statement on your like 
everyone should be into crypto. You're oh, like, oh, I think it's something that's kind of interesting. And I mean, I made fun of it, too. I was like, you know, I, I we're trying to find a use for NFTs other than getting people to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars of JPEGs on monkeys, right? <laughs> yeah. like, Dude, I thought that was hilarious. You had some good, good, good jokes in that. <laughs> thank I you, thank it. you. And uh, yeah, I felt like the tone of it was like, it was kind of silly. It was kind of, you know, I don't know. But yeah, people were really mad. <laughs> Not everybody, experimental. obviously. Yeah, yeah. There were, right. But there were people who hung out in the comments, like, I don't know, trying to have, like, arguments with me as, like, I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to engage, so. So, prior to the last several of my videos going bananas, mm -hmm. I would, I would, you know, I'd probably answer 75% or so of the comments when I had time. Yeah. Dude, after this video, I have given up trying at all yeah. to keep up with that stuff. Yeah. And let me tell you, I have never felt better. Because <laughs> I don't have, like, the pressure on me. I'm true. like, oh, if, you know, if I get a minute, I'll answer a couple comments here and there. But, like, if I have 800 comments coming yeah. in, how the hell do you think I can reply yeah. to those? Yeah, it is kind of freeing at a certain point where you're just like, I'm just not even going to. I'm There's no way, so I'm not even going to think about it. Like, I'm not even going to feel bad about not... <laughs> Right. <laughs> answering all the comments and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's I I felt that way because I had a couple of my YouTube shorts blow up and just comment, 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 comment. And it crowds out when you open the YouTube app, you see all of your comments. It doesn't separate the ones on shorts from your regular videos. Yeah. So all the shorts comments were crowding out the ones I get on my normal videos. And you're like, and it's just like, I, I'm not going to sit there and sift through all these like crazy spam comments and stuff like that in order to get to the real ones. I'm sorry, everybody. And that's the thing. Like if, if YouTube made it so I could like filter by actual videos, people that subscribe to my channel and yeah. people that like, were returning viewers. Yeah, I would. I would love to engage with those people. If you could sort by returning viewer, I would do that a hundred percent of the time. And because then you can have real conversations with people. Right. But if somebody's just like, you know, your video's dumb, it's like okay, like. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I don't. But I don't now, need to engage with that person. But now the person leaving the your video's dumb. I'm unsubscribing. Yeah. That person blocks out the person who was like, this is a great video. I have exactly. a, like a genuine question. And like, exactly. Sorry. I, it's it's <laughs> not like a, I think I'm better than that. It's like YouTube doesn't make it easy for me to reply to meaningful comments. And yeah. because of that, I've had to remove that pressure from myself yeah. so that I can make more content and put more stuff out. And I know, I think we've talked about this before, but it's kind of like at the end of the day, where's your time best spent? Is it yeah. best spent creating new content or is it best spent re responding to every single comment you get? And I think even the people who leave comments would probably agree that your time is better spent creating new content. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, they want to see your next video, I assume. Right, right. Man, one of the things that does, like, the great feedback that you get from people, it, it comes out as a positive comment, but it always just, it's one thing that really bugs me is when I'll get that, like, man, I love your video so much, I just wish you could publish more often, and you're like, oh, yeah, man, that hurts. so do I. Yes, yeah. 
I don't think most people know what it takes to make a video, especially a project video, like where you're actually building something, right? Right. Like how many times do do our clothes change in the video? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's, that's definitely tough. And then, you know, editing, and we also both have full-time jobs. That takes a lot of our time and it's like, yeah. And girlfriends and yes. friends and, and friends. family. Yeah. Dude, it's so, yeah, it's hard to just like, I was like looking at October. I was like, okay, I have a wedding this weekend. I have like my friend's birthday this weekend. It's like, when am I going to find time to actually like sit down, spend a full day in the shop and try and like get some stuff done. Yeah. So. And so. I was I was telling you before the show, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to take a week's vacation yeah. just to like catch up with all of the stuff that I have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like a week's vacation from my day job. Yeah. You're going to um, take a vacation from one work so you can do your other work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, oh, this Friday, I actually have to take my first day off because I am going to donate the bench that i made oh, for sweet. cats moses yeah yeah, yeah i'm gonna awesome. drive up to cleveland which is like two two and a half hours away from me yeah to donate the bench to the person and so does it pack down into the civic oh no it, it's a it's pretty small it's like okay. a like think of like a bench that you'd put put like sit on at a table so it's like 18 inches tall okay maybe 40 inches long okay okay cool so it'll just fit in the back seat nice perfect but uh i'm i so i had a phone conversation with this person i get the impression of it's very much an elderly person oh okay so i have decided i don't think there's any point of me like bringing a camera out of respect for this person because it's the cats moses woodworkers with disabilities yeah yeah um, that's fair i don't i think i'm, I'm going to build a project and i'm going to end the video and say something like you know out of respect and to give this person the privacy they deserve i'm not going to be showing any footage of me delivering it however if you'd like to learn more about the foundation here's yeah, a link here i think that's a good move because if you were that person i yeah i don't think i would want to be yeah. like blasted right i'm oh dude i'm so sensitive about like not having people like not just shoving a camera in somebody's face right and it's right. like hey you're gonna be in my youtube video and thousands of people are gonna see it. it's like some people are not cool with that like they don't they they're private people they don't want their whole life to be online it's like i totally respect that so yeah. yeah and the other thing is i have a bunch of donations so i've got a bunch of stuff from a bunch of brands as well as um some viewers and stuff that know that i'm doing this i have like several boxes worth of stuff Ooh. how if 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 I were donating this to you, how would you want me to position that? Uh, Being like, hey, I've just it got a lot of contacts in the community. Some people just really wanted to, you know, help support your woodworking endeavors. Here's a couple things that they donated. Yeah, I think that's great. Like, just yeah, not I, make a big deal out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how else you could do it, really. <laughs> right. Because it's not just like. Oh, people are so sad for you. Here's stuff they want to help out. Like, I don't even know if the guy can use all this stuff, but right. Yeah, I would whatever. just say, like, you know, like I have some contacts in the industry. They, you know, some some brands that I've worked with in the past put together some care, like a little care package to get you started on your woodworking journey to go along yeah. with the bench. Something like that. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. And just yeah, just here's the boxes. I'll let you go through it at your at your own speed. Yeah. If you want. Got some cool stuff in there. Nice. And 
What I'm excited about is on the way back, I talked to Jay. Yeah. Uh, Mouter at Woodpeckers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to meet up with him. Oh, I'm going to go on the tour of the Woodpeckers Ooh, facility and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. Are you going to make a, um, a uh, uh, video about that? I don't know. I have... I. I don't think I'm going to bring my camera. Okay. I honestly think I'm just going to go enjoy it and just talk to him and talk to the people that I've been in contact with for, you know, like a year and a half. Yeah. And I honestly, I don't even know if they're going to let me take pictures inside. True. There might be some trade stuff that they don't want you to see or don't want published online, I should say. But I do have a good uh, YouTube title for that, though. It's uh, how to build overpriced tools. (laughs) (laughs) yeah they would drop me immediately (laughs) but that's good clickbait though (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah uh the other thing i just got a a message today this is why again why i'm gonna have to take off work is i got invited uh by festool to some yeah dude that's why i'm like all right i'm going to this yeah but it's in cleveland the next week oh okay Okay. So I got to drive like another two and a half hours. Um, it they they contact me from their PR agency. They're like, "Hey, we have some people that want to meet you." And like, there's this Festool Live thing that oh, they yeah. do, and they wanted to invite me to it. I don't know if anything's going to come out of it, but I've got to imagine if an agency is reaching out to me, it probably is. I think be involved with things. Yes, definitely, definitely. I don't know. I think so you're. I think you are now on some sort of list. You know what I mean? I got to start posting more festival stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got to send you some stuff before you can post about it, right? Yeah, that's true. Gotta, gotta oh, they never play. sent me anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we just got a lot going on. That's uh, awesome, it's man. Kind of keep me busy. I got all these ad reads I got to do. It seems like people actually want to sponsor YouTube videos now. So mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. whew. It is funny oh. how all it takes is like a couple of videos popping off and all of a sudden your inbox is just filled. I've really noticed the yeah. the trend. It's like it's it's just so blatant now. It's like anytime I have a video do even like reasonably well, it's like all of a sudden there's a bunch of new new people in my inbox. I had that. Was that like Ufi or Uffy yeah, camera? Yeah. They reached out to me and they're like, hey, do you want to do a dedicated video? And I was just like, no. <laughs> and then the guy got pissed off. Oh, really? Uh-oh. He got like mad. <laughs> Oops. I was just like, I was just like, no, I was like, it's not really a fit with my channel. Yeah. And, and really because that they wanted it in November and I already was busy doing stuff yeah. and like the rate wasn't that good. Yeah. I don't need a camera i have no place to put it i can't put it outside of my apartment yeah like, yeah true they reshowed they actually wanted me to do a second video i was like nah you know what the like the security camera was good because it overlapped it was like overlapping needs or wants you know what i mean but they were like can you also do our like our electric door like you know those like combo yeah, and like, nah. and i was like nah i'm okay thanks for the offer though yeah because they wanted a like a full dedicated video like installing and reviewing i'm just like yeah yeah, I don't know. It's a bit much. That's why I just I just told him it wasn't a good fit. Yeah, but yeah, I was like, enough. if you have any other things, let yeah. me know because yeah. that was from an agency. So. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I think I dealt with them through an agency too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, hey, do we have any questions? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. We're fifteen uh, minutes in and we haven't even touched on a question yet. Well, we got some we got some patron questions. Okay, wanna... well, those are the best types of questions. Okay, okay. 
This is from our resident Pokemon trainer, Brock Traham. Mm -hmm. You both have said that cordless tool brand virtually didn't matter as long as they have what you want. But is there a tool that you have to have oh. that would make you buy one brand over another if you were starting all over again? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Trying to I, I don't I don't think I'm understanding the sentiment of the question. Like, Maybe it's because it, I read it. Is there a specific tool that like only one brand has or is there like a make or break tool that you would build your whole collection around? I think is what he's asking. Ooh, OK, OK. Um, oh. I'm trying to think. I haven't really. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty I've been pretty happy with the DeWalt stuff lately because they've really done a good job of building out their cordless nailers. Which and it's okay. not even so much for uh, for in the shop, but they like on job sites. Like I've been using their framing nailer lately. They have a cordless coil nailer. They've got a uh, cordless um, stapler, Brad nailer. They basically have every nail gun you could ever want cordless, which I really mm -hmm. appreciate. Um, I'm trying to think what else though. Milwaukee has some interesting edge case tools that I think are kind of cool. Like, um, you know what a palm nailer is? Again, yeah. talking about. So they're the only person who makes an electric cordless palm nailer. Oh, I've only seen a pneumatic one. Exactly. Right. So I was. Yeah, I huh. I had to do some palm nailing on the house I'm building. And I was like, oh, I wonder if anybody makes a cordless one. I should look into that. And then Milwaukee was the only one that popped up. I was like, I don't want to get a whole new brand of tools just for. Yeah. Yeah. So I can tell you. Uh, let's see. Answering that question. Uh, if I could only have one, I would want to say I'd get Festool because the track saw. Right. However, Festool doesn't have all of that other stuff. Right. They yeah, don't they, make nail guns. Yes, they don't make like a, a do they make an oscillating multi-tool? I don't think so. Yeah, it's like $700. Oh, they do? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. oh, of course it is. <laughs> um, but it has dust extraction. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I have a uh, dust extraction. I've been meaning to try it. I haven't done it yet. I got the DeWalt cordless jigsaw and they have dust extraction for it. But it's like this big plastic thing that like it's yeah. hard to it's like a U shape that goes from the back of the tool all the way around to the front. I haven't tried it yet, but I was like, oh, I got to I got to get me that just to see see if it's any Did good. you get the top mounted handle or the barrel grip top mounted? I, I okay. like a good D grip. I, I got the barrel grip. My only complaint about it is that it doesn't have a variable trigger. So yes. it's just on, on off. off. Yeah. But it has variable speed, but the speed is like tucked up in like the taint of the. Yeah, you can't adjust it like on the fly. And I like, you know, when you're coming to like the end of a cut, you kind of like slow down a little bit. Or, you yeah. know, like if you're trying to do uh, like two lines that meet, like you're usually slowing down right at the end so you can get that precision stop exactly where you want it. So. I, so now that I have both the the D handle and the barrel grip, I like I really truly am 50 50 on it. Mm. If I had to go out and buy one, I don't know what I would buy. Really? So what do you like? The ergonomics are just better on the barrel grip. You get a little bit like more. You can push forward a little bit more with it. Yeah. I So the way I hold it is obviously like, you know, your hand on top of it. But yeah it's close enough that you can like rest your pointer fingers on the wood uh, as you're doing it. Yes. So then you can put your left hand on the opposite side. So like you can be so close to the blade when yeah. it's cutting. Here's, you feel like you've got such 
better accuracy. Here's my move with the D-grip one. I have my one hand on top of it, and then I have my other hand in like kind of an L shape yeah. with my index finger on the front of the guard, my thumb on the rear of the guard, and then my yeah. other three fingers on the wood. And that gives you a nice stable position that you can yeah. really dial stuff in with. I really wish they had almost like a trigger grip, like a barrel grip jigsaw that had a trigger, like yes. a gun. Yes. Well, there you go. There's if somebody invents that, that will be the tool that wins you over to that cordless. That'd be it. That'd be <laughs> it. But no, uh, with brands, I'm trying to think. I would probably go with DeWalt, yeah, Makita, or Milwaukee if I had to. Yeah, I would even. I yeah, I might even remove Makita because Makita I find doesn't have that many tools. They have all the key. That's fair. They have all the key ones, but they don't have those weird niche tools. Like I was looking the other day, DeWalt has a cordless wire, uh, not splitter, stripper. Huh. And I was just like, that is so weird. Like I don't, I don't know who wants that, but I love that they make it. Yeah. Uh, what else? I was looking. I was, I was going through their cordless tool catalog recently. They have uh, cordless like tin nibblers like if you know how if you have metal shears yeah, yeah, yeah they have like a cordless version of that for just you know so you can just cut right through sheet metal and stuff like that i was like that's you know cool. for some guy who's working in like metal fab or something like that that's probably like an invaluable tool for corrugated roofing exactly exactly it's just one of those weird edge cases where they're like i'm just i I'm glad it's there. I'm glad they make it. And then if I ever need to do anything, like I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll go get that tool. <laughs> be a good excuse. It's more like industry tools rather than just woodworking tools. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. And Milwaukee is really good for that, too. They Again, they have all these weird edge cases. And Milwaukee did a much better job of building out their compact tool lineup, like the M12 stuff. Yeah, I've got the, the, the little itty-bitty impact driver. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Exactly. The mini drill sucks, though. I oh, does it? it? Oh, well, I don't what? like it. Not powerful enough? Well, like, you squeeze the trigger and it goes... Oh, like, yeah. It's like a really slow buildup. Oh, I wonder why they do that. I don't know. Maybe it saves battery or something. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And the, the little toggle switch that, like, you squeeze with your fingers to go forward or reverse, you have to, like, really push it in. Mm-hmm. Like I constantly would just like tap it and then it's lo- It's like in the lockout position yeah. and it drives me nuts. So I never use it. Oh, uh, and real quick uh, to go back to praising DeWalt for a second. I love that they have a million different circular saws. <laughs> have you ever looked at the <sighs> dude? Don't get me started. <laughs> but I I like it and that there's something for everybody. Like I have a three and a half inch circular saw. I have a six and a half inch circular saw. I have a seven and a half inch circular saw, and I also have a left hand and a right hand cut of the six and a half circular saw. Oh. And they also make the big like worm drive ones. There's just there's something for everybody there. So you can you can get what you need. My biggest problem is I'm a simple guy. Right. If I'm like, OK, I want a circular saw that runs on one battery. Yeah has a left-hand blade, mm-hmm. and it's seven and a quarter inches. Yeah. DeWalt's, DeWalt, Milwaukee, they're like, oh, we have 13. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, what the hell's the difference? That That is one thing, uh, and I, I kind of touched on this a little bit in my latest video that I, it's probably 
a month away from coming out. So anyways, but I, the tool companies, they need to clean up their product stacks. Like, right. You can, I, I understand having like a left hand and a right hand cut saw. Like that's sure. fine, but don't have the high power, the mid power and the low power. You know how they have like DeWalt has like their normal line and then they have the XR line and then they have the atomic line and you're like, and then the flex volt or something. And exactly. And it's like, where does each one, it's not intuitive where each one fits in the product lineup. Okay. Need, Which is the best one. Exactly. You need to have the iPhone approach, right? Where there's like, yeah. you know, the iPhone, the iPhone Pro and the iPhone Pro Plus. Like it needs to be nice and simple sure. and clear. Right. Yeah. Just and like just make it easy on me because you're confusing the hell out of me when, and, when you do stuff like that. And the product names like have you ever looked at the, the DeWalt product code? It's like the DCF 886. But then they also have the DCF 886. Five zero and the eight five zero is bit better than the eight eight six and you're like right right <laughs> I, your numbers don't help me exactly yeah like it just call it the iPhone fourteen the iPhone fifteen it's it's just sequential nice and easy I'd be curious if the product naming is intentional to confuse the hell out of people maybe maybe I had somebody message me recently he's like hey Ben I know you have a lot of Dewalt tools can you walk me through which drill is the best for my application? Nope. <laughs> I certainly can't because I don't know. <laughs> I did. I actually I sat there with the DeWalt website open and I went through it with him. I was like, you need this one. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. fair. That's He's fair. like, I'll never have to do hammer drilling. I don't need like crazy good battery life. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, check this box. Okay, here. You need the DCF 8852369. <laughs> And then you send them the affiliate code, I hope. Oh, of course, of course. You got to. Well, <laughs> speaking of tools, um, what, was what, what did you tell me? It takes a really big, <laughs> handsome, strong, muscular man to admit when he is wrong. Mm -hmm. And I have to make, I have to redact a statement. But I'm going to redact that statement in the after show. <sighs> yeah. So if people want to know what I was wrong about, you got you got to join us on the after show. That's a good tease. That's what Josh paid the good money for. Yeah, big Josh bucks. is getting getting his money <clears throat> his money is worth on this one. So uh, yeah, we say we head over to the after show. Sounds good to me. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. See you, everybody.